Alrighty, folks. It is a uh, frigid day across the United States, with the exception of, I guess, the state of Arizona is the only state in the country that has no weather advisories. So, uh, yeah, it's a chilly 50 degrees here. I'm all bundled up. I know that uh, I feel for everybody else across the country dealing with their frigid weather. And there's nothing better uh, than curling up with a nice new DOD strategy document and a cup of hot chocolate <laughs> to warm up. When it's, uh, you know, the depths of winter outside. Why don't you curl up with a cup of I hate you? Because <laughs> as I was shoveling snow and getting my kid prepared to get on the bus this morning from a snowstorm, you're like, geez, I had to wear a vest yesterday. Yeah, I had to wear a vest. It was, um, you know, but I think we'll be, I think we'll, I think we'll make it. I think uh, solidarity with everybody dealing with the, with the weather. Anyway, coffee maker breaks. Quick housekeeping notes before we dive into the National Defense Industrial Strategy, the much hyped National Defense Industrial Strategy document. NIST comments, or sorry, comments to NIST on the final draft of SP 800 Rev3 and the initial draft of SP 800 Rev3 are due January 26th. Comments on the CMMC proposed rule are due February 26th. It, the deadlines are rapidly approaching. Uh, also, registration for CS2 Boston is now open. So we are going to um, uh, start to see that the agenda will be populated on the website. There's going to be folks from DOD. There's going to be deep dives into the security value of CMMC. CS2 is always a hit. CS2 always has really great sessions. So we'll link to that below um, for people to check out. Uh, and we'll have more on CS2 coming up in future episodes. People see a lot of material on it. Okay. So after months and months of hype, the and hype is qualified here. This is like policy nerd circles, DOD circles, right? The National Defense Industrial Strategy has been published. And like we were talking about uh, back in September with the 2023 DOD cyber strategy, these documents are important to know about and at least skim because uh, it is very clear that cybersecurity is a major part of the department's strategy, of the national security strategy. And it is also clear that they don't have a good answer for balancing the barriers to entry created by cyber regulation, cyber requirements, and the amount of resources and programs that are needed to alleviate those barriers to entry that are created by these regulations. like. They create barriers, they are an obstacle to participation, but they have to implement them because they need to have good cybersecurity. They're going to have resources and programs to help deal with those barriers, but they're not sufficient uh, on their own to completely eliminate the barriers, right? So, you know, we are always sort of on the lookout for these weird, obscure strategy documents because they aren't really written for industry. Uh, but they are a very good window into the rationale of the department, what they plan to do. And so it just uh, it reinforces uh, what's going on. And it's sort of a bigger picture view rather than just focusing on specifics of things like the CMMC rule or some specific paragraph in the rule itself. Yeah, I think it's important because <laughs> when these strategies are developed, what, what happens is, is that you show that it's the intent of everybody as a whole, right? Everybody's going to move towards this direction instead of maybe a program being developed and it being a one-off and not getting the full backing and support it needs to succeed. 
Yeah, I think that it's great that when you are looking for supportive evidence for different things, whether this is real, will this, you know, come to fruition or not, like looking into these documents. And now it seems like they're multiplying. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first ever national defense industrial strategy. Yeah. And so the national defense industrial strategy is not just about cybersecurity, right? So the national defense industrial strategy is trying to thread the needle on a bunch of issues around really around industrial policy in the United States, because the industrial policy of the United States since the Cold War has basically been non-existent. And now we've got all kinds of problems, right? We don't have enough capacity in the supply chain. We don't have enough suppliers in the supply chain. The suppliers that we do have are very fragile for one reason or another. Uh, The geopolitical tensions around the world are increasing such that uh, we are (laughs) way behind the curve with what our industrial base needs to be able to do all along the way, uh, very well-intentioned and needed regulations are making it more difficult to participate in the industrial base, and then the flywheel just continues to get out of control. So, so what n- governed this before? If this strategy just existed this year, before this, what what kind of laid the foundation and governed this? Was it just the national defense strategy? And now they're becoming more granular and more specific. There wasn't. I, there there I, wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how do you have an? It's not like industry just existed. Like you said, since the Cold War. The industrial base has basically been a foundation of any successful country in the United States, right? And, and so, if we, you're saying that we've been just basically like Wild West slinging it up until yeah. now, like it's when the it American way, yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah, the <laughs> bad, guy, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, they at the end of the Cold War, they called it the end of history. The boogeyman was gone, you know, famously, and they mention it in this document. If you read nothing else, at least read the introduction to this strategy document. Uh, it's it's a very good uh, summary of the last several decades. So at the end of the Cold War, they had a famous meeting that was now it's now referred to as the Last Supper, where the Soviet Union collapses and the DOD essentially invites the heads of like the you know hundreds of major prime companies to this massive meeting in D.C. and they say uh, straight up, we can't support uh, a market to have all of these prime contractors. So we're going to let you consolidate sort of as you see fit. And uh, thanks for playing. And as time went on, they consolidated, consolidated, consolidated. People have seen these charts. You've seen the reports. You've seen the, you know, we've heard about this over and over again. Now there's like five prime contractors, which is, you know, a problem. But that's exactly what you get when that's the standard policy for, you know, 30, 40 years. All right. So the structure and sort of order of battle, the sequence of these strategy documents kind of goes like this. At the very top, we've got things like the National Cybersecurity Strategy, which we have talked about before. Mm -hmm. Uh, An unsavory part of the National Cybersecurity Strategy is the conclusion that cyber regulation is the way that this strategy is going to be implemented. We've talked about how CMMC, even though it's not mentioned, people don't like talking about it maps directly with the tenets of the cyber, the national cyber strategy. Then you've got things like the national defense strategy, which are the sort of pinnacle documents that drive the DOD as a whole. And back in September, we talked about the DOD's DOD cybersecurity strategy, which was very interesting because it pins cybersecurity in the DIB and CMMC specifically back to the national defense strategy. I mean, it's as, it's as, it's as high up on uh, the the priority list of these strategy documents that matter to the DOD as you can get. And as we talked about back in September, which we'll link to that episode, in that document, they say, the department will align DIB contract incentives with DOD cybersecurity requirements. 
The department will continue implementation of the CMMC program, which requires companies to certify compliance with information security standards in order to receive certain priority contracts. At that time, people were like, is the rule going to happen? What's going on with the rule? It's been with OIRA for a while. And we covered the national, the, the DOD cyber strategy and said, yeah, it's clearly going to happen because it's a core tenet of how the department is. Of the strategy, yeah. Right. So now we have this national defense industrial strategy, which has a much, you know, sort of wider aperture than just cybersecurity. But you can still find the same dilemmas that come up in the national cyber strategy, the DOD cyber strategy, now the national defense industrial strategy. And those dilemmas are cyber regulations are needed. They create barriers to entry, barriers to entry keep us from achieving other goals like more suppliers, less fragile suppliers, uh, more capacity, right? And as you read these documents, they don't have a good answer. They don't have a good answer. I think this is relevant to people who are sort of contemplating the rule, planning on submitting public comments around the rule, maybe still doubting whether CMMC is going to happen. Uh, and so I just want to sort of have a serious uh, analysis here of what the document is saying, because there are no silver bullets. There is no manna from heaven that's getting ready to sort of fall on people who need to implement the, the regulations. Uh, and I think that there's a quote at the beginning of this national defense industrial strategy that kind of sums up the two sides of the issue here. They say the DOD must consider the impact of government policies and decisions on industry. Okay. But just as its adherents must appreciate their critical role in, in uh, providing for the defense of the nation and consider the impact of their business practices on national security. So right at the start of this document, they say we have to consider our impact on industry and industry has to consider their impact on national security. Right. So they're already sort of caveating what they're about to say as far as yeah, we know it creates barriers and it's going to impact the DIB, but not implementing these regulations impacts national security. And we also just can't allow that to happen either. So before they get into anything else, you, you can see this split, the, this balance that we're trying to strike here between programs like CMMC and you know the national security benefit that come with it. Yeah, Jacob, it's... <clears throat> When you go and you start digging into the document, you start realizing really how much of a role the cybersecurity element plays in, in all of this and, and keeping things afloat. Well, what if this happens? And then it, all of a sudden it's, a, it's something that you're thinking is not completely related to cybersecurity. And then you go down the trail, you go down the trail, you go down the trail, and then you realize that it is cybersecurity impacted. And it's something that is needed in, the, in, in a program form. Um, and it has to be something that is a... Uh, a movement that that, that that individual agency, or in this case, the defense industrial agency goes towards, right? Yeah. So, you know, the, the question that comes up as you, as you look through this document is how is the DOD going to increase the number and capacity of defense suppliers while simultaneously decreasing barriers to entry if cyber regulations that they are going to implement create barriers to entry, right? Like you have a you have an impasse here, and allegedly this strategy document explains how they're going to thread the needle. So, so one of the things, so kind of on on that note, right? 
one of the things you said was is that you got to you know figure out a way to keep it rolling but make sure that it's protected so in one of the sections and we'll talk about obviously the sections of the strategy when they talk about res resiliency of the supply chain it, they, they kind of contradict it because they say they want to think of ways to expand relationships with companies and industries not traditionally in the dib right but then they want to enhance industrial cybersecurity, knowingly knowing what we know right and, and seeing if they know what we know, um, knowing that part of the gripe with the cybersecurity regulations is, is that it's going to limit and create barriers to get into yeah. it. So like it, you're contradictory, it's contradictory. It's a, it, in one whether, it's the, a, whether it's a contradiction or not, I don't know. They are, they are intention, right? And allegedly right. the strategy is going to say, how are we going to resolve the tension? And my takeaway from this document is they're not, they're not going to ever resolve the tension between having increased cybersecurity requirements and regulations and the tension that it puts on people who are trying to enter the market, stay in the market, or otherwise participate in the industrial base. There just, there is no easy solution. It's going to be a constant struggle. So let's just talk about how the document is structured, right? Everyone, sure. should, re everyone should read the document. It's not all that long. I mean, this is a driving document behind how the United States plans to sort of, uh, get back on get back on the horse with uh industrial policy as we're competing with uh you know the growth of china geopolitically so it's uh this isn't some you know nothing document so the strategy overall has three parts they outline the challenges that are facing the industrial base and the united states overall this is things like inadequate number of suppliers instability and demand signals from the government fragility of suppliers things like that common themes that we've heard of before they talk about risks uh, involved with not fixing this problem, such as shortfalls in materials and weapons, uh, a you know a, a subpar capacity to support surge efforts in case conflicts break out, uh, inability to meet the threat because you don't have the right innovative technologies, things like that. And then they outline the actions, according to them, to achieve resiliency. One aspect of this overall strategy involves cybersecurity and what they're going to do. It isn't the entire document. So here we're just focused on what they talk about in terms of cybersecurity. And they only talk about it in a couple, a couple spots. So one of the things that they talk about is um, when they talk about the cybersecurity requirements themselves. So in the document, uh, they say high barriers to entry disincentivize the types of small or sub-tier suppliers that help to diversify and make the industrial base more resilient from doing business with the DOD. We've heard that. Mm -hmm. we, hear, we hear that all the time. We've heard that in public comments. We hear that on LinkedIn. You can't go five minutes without hearing a statement like that. And they continue and they say, contracting with the DOD also requires small businesses to incur additional costs, such as maintaining appropriate cybersecurity measures. These costs, which can be more easily borne by larger firms, can dissuade smaller companies from participating in the DIB. That's a pretty good summary of the problem, right? This is yep. what they've explained in their rationale in rulemaking over the years, where they say, yeah, this uh, on, on balance has more of an impact the smaller you are, because we're talking about minimum requirements. So if you're a company the size of Raytheon and you're a 50-person company, the same minimum requirement is bigger to the 50-person company than it is to Raytheon, therefore it's more expensive on a relative basis, so on and so forth. So they understand the problem, right? Everybody sort of understands what the what the problem is here. 
So then in the strategy, they say, well, here's what we're going to do about it, right? So they say the DOD. So as I read through this, this is a little long, but as I read through this, just consider to yourself, those of you listening at home, does this strike you as something that gives you a lot of confidence that they have a very clear idea of how to solve this problem, right? The DOD will seek to improve communications and outreach through public-private partnerships so that small businesses are aware of not only DIB cybersecurity regulations, policies, and requirements, but also available DOD and industry cybersecurity services and support. The department is committed to reducing barriers to entry for small and medium-sized businesses, including impediments associated with implementing and maintaining cybersecurity. The DOD, in collaboration with the DIB, will seek to identify opportunities so that commercial cybersecurity services and solutions can better address the needs of small business. The department will explore opportunities to expand programs that mitigate costs of entry for promising small and non-traditional businesses that improve DOD's technology edge and capabilities. Boy, I feel better, right? Everybody feel better? This strategy proposed step solution to this very clear problem that we all agree on is consists of four paragraphs where the DOD says, we will seek to do a thing. We're committed to doing a thing. We'll seek to do a thing. We'll explore an idea, right? Your help, we'll look into it. Not exactly. We will take your concerns <laughs> under advisement and get back to you. Don't call us. We'll call you. And so listen, you can agree that this is something that th this is the right thing to do. You can agree or disagree that the DOD is resourced to do more or less. The reason why I think it's important to pay attention to these strategy documents is when everyone converges on the same problem statement, and these are the answers that you get from the department as to what they're going to do about it. Meanwhile, rules like CMMC continue to march forward, right? Those deadlines are getting closer and closer. The market forces are getting closer and closer. Implementation windows are getting longer and longer, right? You're not going to suddenly see one of these strategy documents come out with a complete chain. They're like, here's all of the money. Here's all the tools. Here's all the specific and prescriptive guidance that you need to just check the boxes and get through. They're just not going to do it. They're going to continue to seek and commit to and explore. And it's just, it's just, it's just words. It's just rhetoric right now. I'm sure they mean what they're saying here, but this is now the national cyber strategy, the DOD cyber strategy, the national defense industrial strategy, same problem, same fluffy words here about what they're going to do about it. So for everybody that's like the DOD will surely do something to fix this problem. When you read these documents, they're clearly going to keep going with things like CMMC. Uh, I don't think there's anything else coming out of these strategy documents that uh, is going to make it a lot easier. So when you think about this and you look at it in perspective, like the problem isn't just something that you just put a bandaid on and fix, right? It isn't just like, you know, giving you a couple bucks, you can get a sandwich, right? It's a, a very, very large scale problem that needs a lot of tools, a lot of funding, a lot of support. And, and to come up with that type of solution isn't an immediate impact. So that we're looking into it approach, you hope that they continue to look into it, but it's not an easy problem to solve. Yeah, and I mean- so it, the, the yeah, matter is, is that we're in. at this standoff where there's some people that are like, yeah, they need to do this. They need to give us a cloud to store everything in, or they need to do all of these things for us to meet these cybersecurity requirements to protect their data, right? That's the argument. They want us to protect their data. They pay for it, right? And so it's like, 
we're going to stand tall. We're going to stand on business. Meanwhile, the DOD is kind of standing on business and telling you we're looking into it. But contractual requirements continue to roll on. And if you're in a standoff, an acceptable response to get a contract that has a CMMC requirement in it is I'm waiting on the DOD to pay for everything. You know, there's a famous saying in the world of finance and trading and things like that, that says that the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent, right? And I think that uh, if there's one way to summarize the, the story that I've been telling, that we've been telling for years now is you may not agree with what the department is doing, but it's very easy to point to proof that they're going to continue to keep doing it. And even if you think that's irrational, they can stay irrational longer than you can gamble uh, with not implementing the requirements, right? Like maybe one day they'll snap out of it. I don't think so. And every time these strategy documents come out, it makes it more and more obvious that they're not going to. So uh, now the question is, okay, uh, the CMMC market forces are maybe about a year away or less. Your implementation time is a year or more away from being ready for assessment. Do you think that after this document came out or after the 2023 DOD cyber strategy came out or any of these other nebulous strategy documents come out that something between now and 12 months from now is significantly going to change such that you can not get you could not implement the requirements? I don't think so. And some examples that they give in the document of the programs and resources that they're committed to are things like Defense Production Act loan and loan guarantee programs, the Office of Strategic Capital, Readiness and Environmental Protection Integration Program, the DIB Cybersecurity Program, the DIB CS Program, Resilience Project Funding Program, the Mentor Protege Program, Apex Accelerators, Small Business Innovation Research Cyber Program, Small Business Technical Transfer, uh, the STTR Program, and Project Spectrum. Oh. So listen, some of these programs in and of themselves are more complicated to understand than CMMC and the NIST requirements that it assesses by far. Like understanding the details of CIBR and STTRs, that's a whole world in and of itself, right? These are the resources that they say that they provide for making it easier to deal with regulations like CMMC that create a barrier to entry, right? Loan and loan guarantee programs, Office of Strategic Capital. These are very disconnected. You know, we've talked about the DIBCS program. The DIBCS program is great, but it doesn't facilitate most of your requirements that are being assessed by CMMC. Project Spectrum, maybe it's pretty good for raising your awareness. Their self-assessment tool can be pretty valuable, but it doesn't actually do anything for facilitating the implementation and the maintenance of your ongoing control environment that's going to be assessed by CMMC. So Absolutely. they know what the problem is. Everyone agrees what the problem is. They've got a lot of words that say that they're committed to making it easier. And then when they list the things that are going to quote unquote, make it easier, anybody with the eyes to see will look at this and realize this is fine. It's not going to solve your problem. And it certainly will not make the problem go away before the CMMC rule goes into effect. So I'm looking at a list of things that I, even I didn't even know existed up until this moment, right? And, or or to, to reading this. And one of the points that you made at the beginning of the episode was that this document is not for industry for, for the most part. Yeah. But there are important things that you have to find. So if I don't know that this document is not for industry and I 
I can't I say that as it. it's not for industry as in like, yeah, I mean, they put it out for publication and stuff, but clearly, um, you know, I, let's, let's just put it this way. We talked about how CS2 registration is open. Let's just say DOD gets on stage at CS2 and everybody's mm -hmm. throwing tomatoes and there's a ruckus and they go, this is expensive and it's difficult to comply with. And what are you going to do to help us? We're important to the div and they're going to go. Um, and they just say exactly what they said at the top. We agree yeah. that it creates a barrier to entry. We're committed to making it easier. Everybody, you know, the yelling starts to quell down. They go, okay, they agree. Like we all know what the problem is. And then they say, here's what we have to offer you. Uh, strategic capital, Dib CS, Apex Accelerators, Mentor, Protege, Project Spectrum, right? Those are real answers. Uh, they, are not, uh, they are not sufficient answers to completely solving the problem. I just don't think as someone who loves reading these documents, right? Every time they come out, you're very excited to read them. The patterns that come out over these documents over time, over DOD statements over time, right? There is not going to be. I'm will, We're willing to say this on the show. I don't see anything in these documents that suggests that there's going to be a fundamental change in the position of the DOD or the broader government as far as what they're going to do to try to reduce the barriers that come with necessary cybersecurity regulations. I just don't think uh, that it's going to happen. I don't either. Yeah, so I, I don't. <laughs> here's the best but, part. Let's, yeah, keep going. What's up? I'm just saying, like, why? Like I said, half of that list of the resources, I mean, we know about. We know about DIPCS. We know about Project Spectrum. But then the other ones that can be used, I mean, some of these have important words in there, like loan and funding and stuff like that, like some of the initial barriers. So why, you know, isn't this something that's, I, you could say, okay, point to the NDIS and say that in the NDIS, we covered all these programs. You should have read it. Like, it's kind of like, well, the resources was out, was out there, but we didn't tell you that the resource existed, right? And, and so yeah. I know that, it, it I know flies that under instance, the radar, and then they have a whole bunch of extra funding at the end of the year. I know right? that, like, for instance, like in the CMMC rule, they talk about several times where they say, we're, we're going to make resources available to small companies in a DIB to make this process easier. And then you read this document that came out after the rule, and then here's some specific things. And you're like, those are great. Thank you for those resources, but I have never seen a situation in all the years watching this space where it is at all an indication that the DOD is going to have some sort of fundamentally new, different perspective on the problem, their position, mm -hmm. or the things that they offer to help make the problem yeah, I agree. You know, less painful. And, and, we talk, we... and, and you know, the best, my favorite part of the document when they talk about the DIB and cybersecurity specifically is uh, the fact that there is another strategy document that they're going to publish. Yet another one of these documents that's going to come out. It says the department working with industry will build upon and improve current regulations, policies, requirements, programs, services, pilots, communities of interest, public-private partnerships, and interagency efforts to address challenges and evolving cyber threats. This effort will be specifically guided by the DOD DIB cybersecurity strategy, which is not published yet. So we now have the national cybersecurity strategy, the national defense strategy, the 2023 DOD cybersecurity strategy, the national defense industrial strategy, and soon we will have the DOD DIB cybersecurity strategy. What do you think it's going wait, to say? <laughs> Jake, wait, 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 wait. I, I'm confused, buddy. <laughs> like, we have the National Defense Industrial Strategy, then the DOD Defense Industrial Based Cybersecurity Strategy is now what we're waiting on. Mm -hmm. So we have strategies that govern strategies that cover the same thing. 
which strat where's the hierarchy in the strategy? Do we go national or do we go local level? You know, You're it, like honestly at this point, it doesn't really matter because they all say the same thing, right? The, yeah. the market the market does not adjust for cybersecurity such that it meets the risk tolerance of the government. So they're going to implement requirements and regulations to enforce those requirements. That creates a barrier to entry, and they want more, better, smaller, uh, innovative companies to participate, uh, even though there's this barrier. So how are we going to resolve it? They're going to commit, they're going to seek, they're going to explore, they're going to talk about it, and then they're going to offer these programs. And as we all know, some of them might be very helpful, but they're not by themselves enough to fix the problem. And as we're seeing strategy after strategy document come out over time, that deadline for CMMC assessments to start is getting closer and closer and closer. So, you know, we're not trying to bum everybody out with this episode, but you can see it in the public comments that are being submitted on the rule. You can see it on the discourse on social media around the rule. You can see this in the old rules with the public comments and the responses from the government. It's the same problem. It's the same rhetoric. It's the same solutions every time. That problem will continue to be a problem long after the CMMC program starts. So if you're waiting on the DOD to come out with a revolutionary solution to this small business barrier to entry issue, um, it's not, it's, I just don't see it in, at least not in the near to medium term future whatsoever. Well, that's a year ago. Uh, I would say probably almost exactly a year ago on this show. Um, we kind of said the same thing. We said that, you know, everybody's asking, where's the help? And DOD is telling you that we're working on it, but it's not coming anytime soon. Don't expect it before time comes. And, that was and a year is, ago. And this is their idea of, of help, right? Which, you yeah. know, it is true that they are things that help, right? But it isn't going to fix the problem entirely, right? That's like you walk up on somebody and they get a broken leg and you look and you're like, man, that hurt. That looks like it hurts. Like, yeah, you know, like that's, that's they're basically telling you, that, that impact on the the financial impact of this these requirements that we're laying down it looks like it hurts and, and we're thinking about you thoughts and prayers T you know, T's I and just T's. knew I knew I knew when I opened this document that there was going to be this this sort of wishy washy thing again because they they say at the very beginning we have to consider our impact on the industry and industry has to consider their impact on national security and when push mm -hmm. comes to shove the national security impact is going to outweigh the impact on industry regardless of whatever rhetoric they use. So the, the document's important. I know it's they're sort of boring, dusty strategy documents, and there seems to be an endless parade of strategy documents, but they're important for the broader context of what's going on. Because when you hear people say, this surely will come with a funding appropriation, this surely will be adjusted to be easier for small business, this surely will go away entirely because the impacts are too great on the industrial base. When you read all of these documents, that is not what they are signaling in the strategy documents that are very important to them, right? So mm -hmm. uh, like I said, the intro is worth skimming. Uh, it's a big document in terms of a change in how the government is approaching industrial policy for the first time in decades. Uh, and you just see echoes of this same dilemma. And in my opinion, just uh, more proof that reinforces the idea that they're going to implement these requirements on industry and they're not going to provide you with uh, resources that are going to make it such that, uh, you know, you can wait. You just you can't wait. 
So one of the other things, I just want to add a little nugget that I want people to look into when they read this, if they choose to read it, um, is a section on the increase uh, of access that the DOD will have into intellectual property and data rights to enhance acquisition and sustainment. Just make sure you look into that because intellectual property is something that gives you a competitive advantage against your competitors and now yeah. they want more access. So, yeah, the document goes way beyond just, um, you know, way beyond just cybersecurity. Everybody should read it. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll have a episode on the DOD DIB cyber strategy in a couple of weeks or months, whenever that comes out. And we'll see how similar it is to the National Defense Industrial Strategy, the DOD cyber strategy, the National Cybersecurity Strategy. I feel like it's going to be very similar, but we could be wrong. Uh, we'll see. We'll see in a couple of weeks, couple of months when it comes out. I guess it's our strategy to talk about the strategies. It's an you know it's an important part that doesn't get brought up all that much, so we want to take the time to talk about it. I, we'll link to it I, below. We'll link to our episodes where we talked about the previous strategies as well. And uh, if you reach a different conclusion, if you see something in in those strategies, you know if we're if we're not you know if we're leaving something out or maybe we're misinterpreting what's going on, please let us know. I, I don't get the warm and fuzzy from the strategies that the DOD is going to be like, oh, it's just a prank. Here's all the money. Uh, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So on that cheery note, <laughs> stay warm, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.